Well, hey, Woodside family and friends, welcome to another episode of The Link, where we're talking about what's going on in the world and how we can connect it to God's word. Now, I don't want to surprise you or startle you, but I'm actually not Chris Brooks. I know it's really hard to tell us apart. We get confused for each other all the time, <laughs> but don't worry, he's very close by, um, and I'll actually get the opportunity to interview him and ask him some questions alongside of some other wonderful leaders within our Woodside community. We're going to be talking to them about what they wish that they knew in their 20s. I'm Shanna Craig. I work here at the Troy campus within our Woodside community, and I serve as a director within our student ministry. Now today, uh, we're going to be talking about things that you wish you knew in their 20s, um, and I, as a someone in their 20s, will be asking the questions of things that I need to know um, and things that I know other people within my peer group uh, would also benefit from hearing. So today, our guests are, of course, Pastor Chris Brooks, who is the senior pastor here at Woodside. He really doesn't need much of an introduction. He is our faithful leader and has served alongside of your wife, Yodi, for right. many, many years. That's right. Um, and next to Chris is wonderful Kelly McClellan, who serves as our staff care and development director. Um, and Kelly has been attending Woodside for uh, many years. I'm as old as dirt here. <laughs> <laughs> cares for our staff so well yes, and gives does. us so much kindness and encouragement in our faith, and I'm just excited to glean some wisdom from you. Um, and the next to Kelly is Ben Kelly, um, who is an incredible leader here at Woodside um, and an incredible upward coach from what I've heard, uh, <laughs> and has a really incredible family that have also been attending Woodside for a very long time. Um, and so today, I was hoping to start off with Pastor Chris uh -oh. uh, <laughs> and to just see what would you impart to me as someone who's in their 20s um, and something that you wish that you would have known um, that I can just glean from. Well, I know that I speak for Ben and for Kelly when I say that it's hard to even remember my 20s, honestly. <laughs> and uh, I'm an I'm a old 43-year-old. I feel like that at least. Um, but, you know, I think back to that time. And I think when you're young, you're really anxious uh, about the unknown. You know, what's going to happen to me in my future? Are things going to work out? And you're stressed out about so many things because you just don't know how things are going to work out. And I just remember being so tense all the time. And uh, I was uh, very driven um, and wanted to see success so early and... Um, and that was uh, sending me down a pathway that wouldn't have been good for me, for my health, for my relationships. So I think that if I could say anything to my 20-year-old self, it would just simply be, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. If you just do the basics of loving God, loving people, being faithful to what's in front of you, it's going to work out. I know that this generation deals with a lot of anxiety, and I really feel for those like you that are in their 20s now um, that have so much that they're dealing with. But I, I would say to you and to every other 20-something that's out there, it's going to be okay. God has you. Take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. I'll take a deep breath. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. And Kelly, you care for our staff so well, and I know that there's a lot that you do to encourage people to take that next step in, in removing that anxiety from your life. Is there anything that you 
would even encourage um, for us to just slow down or anything related to that. Sure. Actually, that was what I was going to tell you. I, I'm 57, and um, you look great. I'm a young 57. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> this sweet service. Um, you know, I was going to tell you, slow down. It's just slow down. Um, society is going so fast. Church is so fast. And I remember being 20, in my 20s, and I got married at 21, had my first child at 22, had my second child at 23 and a half, and then started in ministry in my mid-20s, and then, bam, it was so fast, and trying to keep up with, you know, my little family and education, and it was so fast, and I wanted to be the best yes. at everything. And having that drive, Pastor Chris, like you talk about, um, that was clothed in so much hurry and so much righteousness. That, now at 57, looking back, I know came from the enemy. Yeah. It came from a false identity. That's not who I am. That's what religion says. Yes. That's what legalism says. Yeah. What does grace says? Grace tells me to slow down. I am his. And, and so I've really learned through that process, slow down, Shanna. Take a deep breath. Um, God's got you. God's got me. Um, all bumps and bruises. And um, it just doesn't matter. Grace covers everything. I tell staff that all the time. Um, the only one you measure up to, the only one I measure up to is, is my Lord. Yeah. And everything else falls in line. Just slow down. So, so I don't want to disagree with my distinguished uh, panel members here, for sure. Uh, but, but when you talk about slowing down, I would say slow down with a purpose. And one of the things that I thought about, just kind of preparing for this and thinking through what do I wish I knew when I was younger, uh, I would say now I'm at a stage in life where I have a family. I'm married. I have a family. I have four kids. My responsibilities at work have increased. My obligations across a lot of different domains have increased. And I think about some of the time that I had in my 20s that, quite frankly, was probably idle time. And so as you slow down, which is totally true, you create idle time. And the reality is, at least for me in my 20s, I'm not sure that I embrace that idle time as a gift and recognize that I could use it to develop good habits, develop good routines that would pay off down the road. And so I feel like if I was accountable, if, if God called me to account for my time in my 20s, I would struggle to say, what were the good habits that I formed? I'm not sure I formed a lot of good ones. And the reality is I could have gotten ahead a little bit in forming good habits by using that idle time, that slowed down time, uh, for his will and, and to, to, to further my walk with Jesus. Absolutely. And I see that so much within some of my peers, just that, that great area between trying to do so much and be a part of so many things, but then also getting overworked and stressed out and just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure out the next step of my life? Because I can't even figure out where I'm yeah. at right now. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about that is that there is, there is a large aspect of community in this time of our life. Like a lot of people are coming out of college, um, and are diving into new communities within their work group. Um, but what a lot of us really need to know is how do we invest in healthy community in our age? Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know, 
Chris, do you have yeah. anything that you could kind of share about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for you bringing that up. So like Kelly, started family pretty early. My wife and I got married at 20, which now I have a teenage daughter, and I think to myself, if she walked into the room and told me at 20 that she's met the one, I would send her to a counselor. But that's what we did with my parents, and uh, praise God it worked out. Um, we've been married now for 23 years, and um, a number of kids, and God has been gracious. But I will tell you that I don't think, I'm pretty confident, we would not be together today if it weren't for the community we were in. Uh, we were so blessed to be around healthy couples uh, of all ages and stages of married life. Um, and that was just once we got married. Prior to that, um, we both came from pretty healthy community relationships. And uh, for us, we were blessed to be able to find those in our church. So I would just really say that it is true that our inner circle typically will be the primary determining factor of who we end up becoming. And so take time to build that inner circle. You don't have to have 100 friends, but you need to have you know, three to five friends, and if you're married friendship couples that are pursuing the Lord with you, that are doing life with you, and that are challenging you to pursue the Lord as well. And so um, don't do life in isolation. And if there are unhealthy relationships that are pulling you away from Jesus, um, the longer you let those go on, the more you're putting your own future, destiny, purpose at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Being wise and picking that inner circle, yes. for sure. For sure. I know when I was uh, in my 20s, I was a relatively new Christian. And, and I totally agree with the comments about community and friendships and doing life together. And, and for me, studying God's word together, I was anxious to grow my relationship uh, with God. I knew that Bible study would be a part of it. And yet for me, there was some hesitance, particularly around the idea of men's Bible study, uh, because I'm like, if I go to the Bible study, what if they ask me to pray? Like, what if they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? Like, I'm going to be exposed as a fraud. And so I didn't go to a Bible study for a couple of years. Even as it was on my heart, I didn't go for a couple of years because I was so concerned that I would, like, be exposed. And the reality is when I finally went, uh, another uh, individual in the Bible study had the courage to say, look, I'm not very far along in my walk, but I'm here because I want to grow. And, and I had that feeling in my heart for two years and never had the courage to act on it, certainly not verbalize it. And, and to see someone else act on it, verbalize it, really inspired me and, and created an opportunity for growth that I'm still thankful for today. But missed time. There was, there was missed time there because of, um, you know, hesitation on my part. Absolutely. No, that's so important. And, like, even when I started working here, finding a community took time and took a lot of effort of just trying to get plugged in somewhere. And it's not always the first person you meet, but it's the people that really invest in you and really encourage you in your faith and call you out when you're not walking in line with the spirit. Um, so that's really good. Thank you guys. You know, we did not compare notes, but I think we're all pretty much on the same page. Along with that, you know, we need to have persons of peace in our life. And I talk a lot about that as well. Those, those people that are going to stand with us in the trenches and in the good times and in the not so good times. Um, people that have our backs, people that will truly stand in prayer for us, people that will, if we're having a party at our house, that are going to stay after and clean up. 
um, little simplistic things to the major things in our lives, people that are going to spur us on um, with checking up on us. You know, you know how, how are you? No, really, how are you, Shanna? Uh, people that are going to say, hey, you know, what's God saying to you today? How is your week? Um, is, is there something that I can really pray for you or about? People that um, you can really be transparent with. Um, if you're, you're struggling in the word, someone that you can really say, hey, help me with this. Um, like yeah. Ben, you know, are you struggling? Yeah. Are you truly struggling? Um, finding a place at Woodside. Um, this is a big church. We've got 14 campuses. Lots of different um, stages that attend our campuses. But when you find a nucleus of a group of people that are peaceful people, people that will stand in the gap, people that will be loyal to you, the way of Jesus, he had his few. People that he did life with that were brothers and sisters, believe it or not. <laughs> People that were actually there for him and remodel life in Christ. Um, that's really important. That was really important to me um, as, as I grew in my identity of Christ. Who were those people that modeled to me and modeled be, before me? You know, and I know we, we have other ground we want to cover, but maybe one way to frame this that I've often heard is that everyone needs to have in their lives three relationships a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. You know, Paul is a person you can look to as a mentor. Mm -hmm. Timothy is someone you are, uh, is a mentee to you that you're mentoring. And then a Barnabas is just a, a brother or sister in Christ that's walking with you. And so I would say, evaluate your life and say, who's my Paul? Who's my Barnabas? Who's my Timothy? And if those relationships are missing, that's where your prayer should be. That was beautifully put. Thank you for that. Okay, Ben, I've been dying to ask you this question because this is something that I personally struggle with a lot and have absolutely no idea where to go. Um, what would you suggest for someone who is in their 20s um, as far as financial responsibility goes and how to do that in a way that is faithful um, to their presence in the church and tithing? Because I don't know as much as I would like to at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, much to my wife's dismay, I'm very passionate about budgeting. And, and honestly, when you ask the question, it takes me back to our first couple months of marriage. We got married when we were 22, like the others, got married relatively young. And uh, about three months into marriage, we kind of just lived the dream for, for the first couple months and had no care or concern. And then reality struck, right? Bills started pouring in, reality struck, and it was time to make a budget. And I distinctly remember sitting down and kind of mapping things out where we were going to spend uh, the money that was coming in. And we had some student loans, right? Like I said, we we're about 22 year, years old. And we had some student loans. And I'm like, you know what? We got an opportunity here. If we don't give to God, if we don't tithe, for a number of months, we can pay off these student loans quicker, and this will be great. Once they're paid off, we can give even more to God. It, it'll be, it'll, God will love this plan, right? <clears throat> and so uh, deep inside, I was like, this doesn't feel biblical, but I kind of just rolled with it. And what I, what I came to realize, and I make a joke out of it now, but it was kind of a painful lesson. It's never going to be easy to tithe. Ten, 10 years later, 15 years later, uh, circumstances change, responsibilities change. It's never easy to tithe. And I personally think that's just how God wants it because he wants your heart. Yeah. 
And it's not about the money. It's about saying, God, I don't know where, I don't know how all ends are going to meet and I don't know how all this is going to work out, but I totally trust you. And so what I've found is there was never, there's never been a point in my adult life where I said, okay, now it'll be easy to give. It's always been a sacrifice, but it's always been, it's increasingly been something that um, you can be passionate about and excited about rather than seeing it as a burden. But it, it took me a long time to learn that lesson. I wouldn't say I've learned it perfectly yet by any means. It's never going to be easy. You're 22, you're 32. I can only imagine you're 62. It's never easy to give, but God really wants your heart, and that's what it's all about. That's really good. You know, I call giving to the Lord the first financial discipline, like uh, in my life at least. Like once I establish that, then saving and budgeting and all those other things uh, became easy because you have an anchor in your life. You know, I would just recommend, this is just an additional resource. It's a simple resource that everyone should read in their 20s. It's a little book called The Richest Man in Babylon. I don't know when it was written. It's an older book, but it's um, maybe 50 pages, if that. But he walks through just four things you need to do, and it's to track. So that means that you keep track of all that you're, all you're spending so you can know where you're spending your money. He says trim where you can, target, set goals, and then train yourself. Always be learning and reading and growing in, in financial things. And uh, I remember reading that, and it really helped me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's something I need to implement in my life <laughs> and start to practice. But I love that you brought it down to this is ultimately to build your trust in the Lord. Um, because our finances really are not our own. It's all from the Lord continuing to bless yeah. us. But it's really hard to let go of that blessing sometimes. So thank you for sharing that. You know what, Shannon, it's such a trust thing, too, because I remember back when, wow, things were so tight with us, you know, and my husband Jim was young in the business, and, man, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. And, you know, God would just show up. And first fruits were tithe. It was tithing. That was so important to us. And we'd get a check in the mail of an overpayment of a doctor's bill. Or we'd, Sunday we'd be eating at this mom and dad's house. And then the next Sunday, this mom and dad's house. Or, you know, a blessing would show up somewhere. You know, that's the God that loves us. So those are, those are stretch, stretch factors. Um, we don't give to receive. Yeah. We give out of thankfulness. And I would truly encourage you, give. Um, the blessings do come, but we give out of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. And, oh, all of us have, I'm sure, so many stories of the incredible blessings. Um, it's, they're, they're sweet. You know, the other thing that's really cool now that was not around when we were younger uh, are all these, what they call fintech, all these apps that can help you to like even like invest yeah. you know uh, you can um, you know save track your money so I would say use the technology that's out there to make yeah. it easier mm -hmm. for you to do some of these basic things yeah no those are great resources for budgeting I've used a couple of them and they're really helpful um, kind of switching gears but also kind of in line with what we were just talking about um, a lot of times when you're in your 20s there are certain circumstances that arise in your life that you just weren't expecting. And it, there's nothing that's really prepared you for kind of that next step of adulthood, but also just that next step of just hard circumstances in life. And it can really, really test your faith. Sometimes that's financially and you just aren't ready for a big, a big financial blow to come through. 
um, or the loss of a family member or whatever it may be. Um, but I would love to hear from you guys, um, especially Ben, I know that this is a little bit of your story, um, of just some unexpected circumstances that were a very large trial and kind of how you faithfully walked through that. Yeah. Um, so when I was in my, not in my 20s, but in my 30s, I, I did uh, experience some health challenges, went through a battle with uh, with cancer, and um, really learned a lot of things from, from going through that, for sure, that would apply to my 20s. Number one, it really helped me redefine my priorities. What was necessary in my life became extremely clear. Number two, God really revealed himself. And I would say, if I was afraid of suffering in my 20s, I didn't realize how God would use it so powerfully in my 30s to reveal himself to me. And so in a lot of ways, not that I enjoyed the process by any means, and yet in a lot of ways it really deepened my faith to go through a period of time where I didn't feel like I had a lot of hope other than to cling to my faith. The other thing is that, that really rallied around me, and, and uh, my neighbor here was a huge part of that, was the body of Christ really coming around me and, and just overwhelming me with encouragement and with prayer. And so what I found was that I was really, really thankful for the time, and really it's a credit way more to my wife than me, but really, really thankful for the relationships that had been established when times were good, long before I, I needed them, if you will, the relationships that had been built and the, the participation in the body of Christ, that then when we met a season of need, uh, people just overwhelmingly supported us and loved us and encouraged us and really helped us to get through it. And man, had I realized how powerful that would be in my 30s, I probably would have gone uh, to a whole other level in my 20s in terms of really building those relationships. Absolutely. Wow, thank you for sharing that. I don't know if you guys have any last thoughts that you'd like to add before we wrap up. Yeah, you know, I would just say, man, to everything that's been said, and again, just really encourage uh, what Ben said, live life with purpose. Invest in those things that matter most, and uh, God will take care of the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I echo that. Yep. And you know what, Shanna? You're enough. <laughs> you are absolutely enough. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, Chris, I would love it if you ended our time in prayer to kind of wrap us, yeah. um, and then we'll sign off. Yeah. I, let me just say before I pray, you've done a great job hosting. <laughs> this is the most nervous I've ever been on... Uh, edition okay. <laughs> of the league. So let's pray. <laughs> Father, thank you for this great conversation, Lord. We do remember uh, when we were uh, young, starting out, so many questions, uh, so many anxieties. Lord, we just pray for peace. Thank you that you give us your peace. You say to Lord, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Lord, I pray that uh, those who are in their 20s will put their trust in you. And Lord, I pray that we who get a chance to mentor the next generation would do it faithfully, uh, Lord, remembering those who poured into our lives. And uh, God, just help uh, us to be a church that encourages the calling in the lives of those who are in their 20s and 30s, uh, that they may go on and bear much fruit for you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for all the wisdom that you shared. Um, and thanks for just joining me today. <laughs> and Woodside family and friends, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, in the postscript, we will attach some resources recommended by our panel. What was the one book that you suggested? So, The Richest Man in Babylon. The Richest Man in Babylon will be in the resources. And we hope that you'll join us again next week for the next segment of The Link. <laughs>